I then decided, who am I? Not what do I want to do? That's when I suddenly, I think that's when the transition happened. And all of a sudden, when I started laying those five core elements as a foundation, it suddenly guided me to the proper pathway that I needed to be on. And that's what's carried me towards all of those amazing opportunities that I've had now. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. It is a Monday. That's when I record my podcasts because I do many other things like freelance writing and university speaking, um, other things. And uh, so anyway, I try to do this on Mondays. And the reason I bring it up is because you'll notice that I sometimes do several interviews the same time and uh, don't always give you the number of what podcast episode this will be. I'm still working on my organization skills with the podcast, but we are approaching 100 episodes. And I'm so excited that you're here to listen today because Sam, and I, I'm going to pronounce his name and he's going to have to correct me in a minute when he comes on. Sam Thiara is from Canada. He is an amazing individual who just a man after my own heart because the issues he talks about are so important and they've been important ones in my life. He talks about at various times, finding lost family, looking for ancestral roots. And he is a coach on a mission to help support people find out who they are rather than what they will become professionally. Sam is someone who went to the university in Canada and then ended up as a janitor for a while and really struggled with that. It's an important conversation to have, and I can't wait to unveil his transformation and what's in it for you. I think he is just delightful. In other news, I hope as the holidays come around, I surely hope that you're having a great time with people who inspire you and who you want to be around, even if the person is just you. I had one of the best holidays last year, spending it completely, this will sound terrible, on my own, and I loved every bit of it. I wish the same for you. Volunteer somewhere if you need to, or join others on a Zoom call, but enjoy yourself. Uh, that you're here is something to celebrate here and now. So in just a second, I'm going to let Sam in. Let me pause this for a little second. Persisters and brothers, Sam Thiara is with us today. I've given the introduction, but I, Sam, I love, I'm so grateful you're here. Love your story. And I would adore you to introduce yourself a little bit more and then talk about the beginning of your story that kind of helped shape who you are today. Absolutely. I mean, I think the best way for me to describe myself is somebody who's really focused and guided by five core elements. And those five things are servant leadership, story sharing, activator igniter, champion enabler, and community do-gooder. And that's enabled me to help individuals, teams and organizations, educational institutions, and even nonprofits to really be at their pinnacle best. But 
it's also made me into this, you know, it's really clarified that I'm a speaker and a storyteller. I'm an author and a writer, a mentor and a coach, an educator, entrepreneur, problem solver, uh, community activator. That's really become my foundation. And the one thing I really strive to do with so many people, especially when I teach in university, is to have them start focusing on who they are, not what they want to do. I love only, that, by un- only understanding who you are, can you really focus on what you want to do? But let's first pull it back. Uh, but that really sort of describes the individual in, in, a, in a small little nutshell of who this person is. I think that's terrific. And how did you come about knowing who you are? Because you had a lot of question marks oh, yeah. for a long time. So, And I think that's just so fascinating for listeners yeah. to hear. Oh, How totally. did you become the Sam of today? And let's talk about, you know, if we could, that your search to find him. Oh, totally. And and I think it really goes back to a quote that I live by. There's two main ones, and this is one of them, that obstacles are the necessary bricks on the road to success. Do not fear the obst- obstacles, embrace them, because that's where the learning happens. And that's where we really grow as an individual. I mean, my narrative is very you know, similar or common to people who have gone to post-secondary where they're really focused on, you know, what am I going to do when I graduate? And, you know, you start planning and guiding yourself in that direction. And I wasn't ready. Like I crossed the stage at graduation and a virtual door slammed behind me. Mm. And I've got a degree now in business and political science and this chip on the shoulder saying, okay, who's going to be lucky to get me? Because this is a great combination. And, uh, you know, I'm going to send out 12, 13 letters, and we'll see who's lucky. And two weeks later, a letter arrived. And it was like, okay, opened it up. And it said, sorry, we don't know. Sorry, you know, congratulations on graduating. But equally, we don't have a job for you. And uh, good luck. And I thought, okay, you're not lucky. But I've got more letters. And I'm going to send a few more out to companies. And Lizbeth, the more letters I sent out, it was like the tide. More letters keep coming back in. What I got was 86 rejections, 86 rejection letters. And it's about, I hold these letters and it's about the size of a brick and weighs about the size of a brick and Uh uh, weighs as much. And those 86 rejections told me I was not ready and I was not prepared Uh, because I was really focused on what I was going to do. And even then that was clouded. It wasn't, it was business and political science. Now, finally, after these 86 rejections, I did get my first job. And it was a government job, business, political science. Okay, you wanted that. I did. But I was, my first job was being a janitor in a hospital, mopping floors and emptying rubbish bins, part of the government employees union. So here I am with a business degree and, uh, you know, political science and I'm mopping floors. But instead of looking at it as a negative, I decided, okay, this is not the end of the road. Do you know, I pulled three valuable life lessons that still carries me to who I am today. First lesson, my father said, I don't care what you do. You always have to do the best job possible because your reputation's on the line. Lizbeth, not a single garbage or rubbish bin was left full. And all the floors were always kept clean because I really worked hard at that job. And the second valuable lesson, I would get on the elevator with nurses, doctors, administrators, And I was ignored because I'm not a professional, not every time, but a lot. Right. I know what that feels like. This is why I will never turn my back on anyone. I will never hold myself as being higher than anyone else. 
I look at it as we all have a story. We all have a narrative to share. I will listen to your story. Third valuable lesson. Instead of looking at it as an absolute of this is good or bad, instead I went in with an open mind and curiosity to say, okay, what am I going to learn? And that has carried me today because I'm always looking at opportunities and what I can learn. And that's progressed me along those three valuable lessons because then I did get retail. I could do it. It's not me. I got into a corporate job. I could do it. It wasn't me. But then that transition happened. The moment when I then decided, who am I? Not what do I want to do? That's when I suddenly, I think that's when the transition happened. And all of a sudden, when I started laying those five core elements as a foundation, it suddenly guided me to the proper pathway that I needed to be on. And that's what's carried me towards all of those amazing opportunities that I've had now. And I've got 13 projects I'm working on right now. Do you know what? Majority of it doesn't even feel like work, but it is work. Right. Right. Love that. Sam, I know when I looked at your bio, you talked about a time where you wanted to find more out about who you are. And to do that, that would take you to a different part of the world. Can you tell us a little bit about your search to find your ancestral roots? Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing I've always struggled with because, you know, I was born in England, raised in Canada. My parents are from Fiji Islands, which is near Australia. And my grandfathers come from India. Now, visibly, if you look at me, I look Indian. And it's very common for people to come up to me saying, what part of India are you from? And I say, well, I was (laughs) born in England, raised in Canada. They're like, no, no, your parents, what part of India? And I said, well, they're from Fiji Islands. And then they perplexed are you Indian? And I'm like, well, my grandparents come from India. And then people from India were like, no, you're not Indian, you're Canadian. (laughs) Oh, wow. But here's the thing. I was born in England, but to many people in England, I'm not British. Grew up in Canada, but visibly, as I said, I'm, I'm Indian, but visibly. Then there's people here who said, no, no, you're not Canadian. I'm not Fijian. I'm not Indian. So really, who am I? So I always struggled with that piece. And then part of it is also we were so disconnected from India and our ancestral roots because nobody really knew where our village was in India. I started focusing and trying to do a bit of research on it. Uh, my my dad's older brother had gone to India, but uh, you know he passed away many years ago and nobody really found out where the village was. But one thing I did manage to get was this a photograph. And it's a faded photograph that my uncle took of people from our village. Beautiful. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. And if not, go to YouTube and you can see it. Wow. And it's it's about a three and a half by three and a half orange dingy photograph. And that's literally all I had, as well as what we thought was the name of the village, the city where or the town where it was nearby in the district. So there was a two-parter on this because, again, I went to India with this idea that, okay, let me explore this country. And one part of it was identity, about trying to realize my identity. And prior to India, my life was always what we would call a tali. And a tali is an Indian word for a platter with segmented dishes. Okay. And that's British, Canadian, Indian, Fijian, and uh, equally for 11 years, I played in an Irish military pipe band as a drummer. So maybe there's some Irish chutney in there as well, but they were always segmented. And 
I think what my realization was when I went to India, and it was an epiphany that I wrote in my memoir, is actually I'm not a Thali, I'm Kichdi. Now, what Kichdi is is an Indian rice dish with a blend of flavors and vegetables, but it's just this blend of flavors and spices. And I thought to myself, why am I segmenting my life? I can embrace them all. And it just sort of came to me about how we actually all are Kichdi. We're all a blend of cultures and flavors and uh, curiosity. So that's the epiphany I had about identifying my myself. But there was still the journey to find my ancestral roots, and it wasn't an easy search. I mean, really, all you have is, you know, this photograph, some information, and people around you saying, "I've never heard of the village. Uh, why are you yeah. looking for it? You're not going to find it. Uh, you know, you may not get a good reception." There was all this noise. But I always focus on the voice within to say, I've got to do this. And it wasn't an easy journey, but in the end of it all, and I'll give out the giveaway, the end result was somehow, finally, I was actually able to get to a place um, based on a projection. Like, as as you'll understand, there was a lot of times where people said, oh, never heard of it. And no, this isn't the right village based on any information I received. But then finally, somebody said, I think I've heard of the village. It's up the road. And we drove there. Old man sitting there. He looked at the picture, which I was just like, okay, here we go again. And he said, I think, I don't know about the house, but there's a guy in the picture. Might be this guy. And I was like, okay, here we go again. And I was really guarded and all So we went to a house and, you know, took the photo, showed it to people. And this one woman in a shawl came out and she looked at this picture and she goes, that's me in the picture. Who are you? Oh, wow. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did I hear this correctly? This is you? And she goes, yeah, that's me in the picture. And, uh, you know, it's a picture of a woman in a white shawl. And you can't even really make out the faces in this picture. But she just said, no, that's me. And, you know, those are the people. And all of a sudden, here I was standing where my grandfather left back in 1905 uh, on his journey to Fiji, which took eventually my family to England, which eventually brought us to Canada, all based on just this little one piece and this one gentleman who just basically looked at the photo. Sometimes you never know what the universe just lays out before you. Oh my goodness. What a beautiful journey. Beautiful journey. That is so fantastic. Do you think these experiences helped you want to do the work you do today, which is focusing on mm-hmm. who we are in the world and who we want to be rather than what are we going to accomplish? Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of things have guided me in this direction. So when I teach my class in university or when I'm mentoring and coaching, it's been about 5,000 conversations to date that I've had with people to help them navigate. And for example, in my in my class, one of the things I do in week two, and then in week third, well, they're actually, it's coming due this week. I have them write a personal statement. Tell me who you are, not what you do. And I only want it to be like a paragraph or two. And they struggle with it. Like they, it's an easy assignment. I mean, you give me something, you're going to get the full, full mark. But I hear from my students going like, Sam, this was actually really difficult because I kept writing what I do, but can I really describe who I am? And I I do help them throughout the semester. And then I get the revision. But I always tell them, this is just the starting point. I want you to keep revising this and building this in. Maybe do the five core elements piece that I shared with them. And Lizbeth, the reason I share that five core elements piece is we often will travel on a journey 
but we haven't really thought about you know the direction it's going to take us or why we're traveling in this direction the way i describe it is you know before we have our conversation is you're you know you're you've got a compass in your hand and the compass is guiding and directing you in the direction you need to go actually i need you to be the needle in the compass i need you to now focus on you let's work on the five core elements let's start building who you are now the first job out of university you know what might hit zero out of five or one out of five. But now you have a foundation that you could say, okay, what's missing? And the next iteration of yourself, how can I embrace it? And I always tell my students, never fear, because that's one of the fears they have is, what if it's not the right word? What if I pick the wrong words? I said, no, no, you pick. And as you go through life, change the words because you will change as well. It's an ever-growing, ever-developing process. Love it. I think that's fantastic. I can definitely see how one informed the next. And I think it's terrific that you're sharing all of it. Now, you wrote a book and are Mm -hmm. working on a screenplay. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, you know, I wrote my first book on personal storytelling. And out of that book and process emerged the bigger story, which was uh, a book I wrote called uh, Lost and Found, Seeking the Past and Finding Myself. This is the book about my journey to find my ancestral roots. And, you know, I think what I really did was poured my thoughts and ideas and my heart into this book. And it was actually, the first book I wrote was a challenge to write because you're just sort of saying, okay, it's on personal storytelling and you're grasping at thoughts and ideas and bringing it in as a nonfiction book. What should the structure be and all of that? Technically, the second book, Lost and Found, should have been easier to write because it's chronological and I have my diary of the journey and all. But the hard part was the descriptors, the sense and feeling, the mm-hmm. the you want to bring people with you on the journey and and that becomes really difficult and after i wrote the book and i really appreciated how the story went and how it was written and uh, edited then it was like maybe this has an essence of a of a film or something so now working on a screenplay with a screenwriter and you know we're at a third version maybe about 15 16 drafts and we're still pushing ahead with it I think after the third version is done, then we'll start fielding it out there. But uh, again, it just goes back to, I think it's just a beautiful story that needs Mm. to be shared because there are so many challenges facing people in the world. And no matter where you come from, we all have an identity and to explore it. I think also related to that, one thing I want to share is this idea that I came up with on how we need to care. And what CARE stands for is collaboration, adaptability, resilience, and empathy. We need to show more care to each other, more care at the workplace. We collaborate with each other. Uh, Amazing things can emerge. Uh, Be adaptable. Don't fear change. Embrace change. Resilience. There are going to be challenging times and there are great times. How do we plan it so we get through it all? And empathy, showing more care and compassion to each other. I think that that's something that is very lacking in society. And how do we just sort of become more present in people? Love it. Thank you. That is wonderful. And 
I have a number of writer friends who will ask me pretty regularly, like, how do I get my book to a movie simply because I was fortunate and that happened? Mm-hmm. You did something so smart and you hired someone to work yeah. with. How did you pick that person? Because there are so many different ways people get their book to movie. How did you know how to pick the yeah. right person? Just because I knew I couldn't do it myself and that right? whole collaboration piece. And uh, there's a you know, a site, and I think it's called Upwork, where you okay. just sort of put your work or the opportunity out there, and then people will respond. I found this wonderful young woman uh, based in Los Angeles. Uh, she's worked on some screenplays. And part of the reason I did this is if she if this becomes successful, she succeeds even further now. And, and that was part of the reason I wanted to do this is not just about me. How can I help this woman elevate her career as well? And, you know, she really embraced the story. And even um, talking to a producer friend of mine, he gave us recommendations. She could have easily said, okay, I've given you my draft and the contract is over. She's like, no, no, Sam, we have to push through. This is something I'm really embedded in. Oh, yeah, no, we're both working on it together. I'm still supporting and contributing to this, but she's been really amazing. And that's where I think the difference is. It's not a transaction. It's a transformation for both of us. But I highly recommend that if people feel that there is a screenplay, and much like I made my book into an audiobook, I could have done it myself. But I think the publishing company I worked with, who are really brilliant at this, they said, Sam, you're going to waste 100 hours trying to do this yourself. (laughs) What can you do with that time when you can hire somebody uh, at at a fraction of that cost. And they said, while you are a professional speaker, it is not the same thing. Right. Uh, same with a screenplay. The book is now quite different. And this is the other thing for authors to realize is if you are holding steadfast to your book as the story you want to see in a film, I highly recommend don't make it into a film. Because my screenplay writer, based on our, a producer friend, the story has changed a quite drastically the essence is still there and the components are still there but they said how comfortable are you with that change and i said you know what you're the experts the book right. is there but if and they said and i said modify it as you see fit and i'm i'm totally supportive of it and that's given them the free will but for writers if you're just looking for uh you know your book to become a film it's going to be a challenge Right. I think that's such good advice because what you need, what what people look for who are professionals in the field is to represent the essence. Totally. Not, there's nobody who can keep all the characters, the setting the same. No. They can't guarantee you that the title the same. No. None of that. No. So if a person has in their mind, this is so perfect, it needs the whole thing needs to be as is on. It is better to give that up. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Well, good for you. I'm also a freelancer on Upwork, but I don't write screenplays, but it's just funny that you mentioned it. So good. I think yeah. that is just such smart way you did it. So you're partnering about totally. your own life story. I think that's terrific. Sam, thank you for being here. And where can people connect best with you to mm-hmm. learn more about your books, yep. your work, and all the things coming up? Well, you Obviously, LinkedIn is where my profile is. That's always a place that if you send me a personal message that you heard this on your podcast, by all means, I'll I'll connect with you. And equally at the same time, I do have a website and it's triple W dot Sam dash Thiara, T H I 
ARA.com. And that's where I've got about 190 blog posts, my book, and you know, all the things that I work on. But I'm also on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all of the handles there as well. Great. Thank you. And thanks so much for sharing your amazing story today. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, Go ahead and subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.